25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Laura. <laughs> And apparently I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know. I get bored sometimes, but uh, I'm Jeremy. She's Laura. And you're here listening to us. Um, and we're so glad you are. Yes. Um, we. It's been a minute. It's been like a week. Uh, yeah. We collectively decided that chances were that you probably didn't want to think about the Columbus Blue Jackets after they lost six to nothing to the New York Islanders. And we respect you and we understand that. And so we decided that we were going to take a, a little bit of a sabbatical uh, last Friday, but we're glad to be back here talking about much happier times on this Tuesday. I don't know about you, but like, I'm feeling like a brand, like this lighting right now that I've got going on. I'm like really feeling my oats. Like I See, you're having a whole other experience where I'm just struggling to not be mean to myself. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just pose for the camera. But um, we're so excited. We're this is our second podcast that we recorded today. Um, we already recorded uh, Friday's episode. So if you're looking for us on Friday to talk about hockey that's happening, so sorry. <laughs> we we aren't oracles. We don't know what's happening in the future, although I'd love to tell you that we do. Um, rather, instead, we recorded our trade deadline special, which will come out on Friday, which I'm really excited about. I'm also very excited about it. We had a very special guest um, that we will start teasing throughout this week leading up to the release of their episode. Um, but it was a really great time we had a lot of great conversation um and just a lot of fun talking about what's gonna happen to the blue jackets potentially as we as of recording right now a week away from the trade deadline which if you've listened to us for a while now you know that that is my least favorite time of year it's jeremy's favorite time of year um, favorite might be dramatic i do enjoy it i would say i enjoy the off-season elements of like adding players whether yeah that's you enjoy that. you enjoy free agency a lot um, yeah i'm just manic i do i do love the chaos that the trade deadline gives us that is absolutely true but um it's actually kind of fun because doing our second trade deadline episode now is like kind of like a full circle because our first ever interview with another person outside of like our friends um, was our trade deadline episode last year. Um, so yeah, look at, look at our little baby growing up. Full I circle. Know. And you could say we had a good year. You can. Oh, it went over your head. God damn it. Good year tires. Oh, God damn it. Now I'm going to look stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so really fun episode coming to you Friday. You're going to want to check that out. Um, it's so fun that we're plugging it at the beginning of the show as opposed to at the end of the show because we're also going to plug it then, but like we just really want you to know about it. No, Jeremy uh, just wanted to take this opportunity to make me look dumb because he... Oh, no, I, just, I was being really clever. I can totally understand why that one might have gone over your head. It would have gone over my head if I wasn't the one that said it, to be fair. But, sure, sure. But, of course, um, hockey things have happened, and we don't have to play Oracle this time around. We... Uh, we did watch hockey this weekend. We watched the Columbus Blue Jackets take on the Minnesota Wild, and we watched the Columbus Blue Jackets take on the Vegas Golden Knights. And it was, all in all, just a lot of fun to watch this weekend. It was really nice to just have a weekend of Blue Jackets hockey that we actually decided you would want to listen to us talk about. Yes, absolutely. Um, both games were filled with... Uh... Lots of fun and exciting things, some that have steered our team in a kind of different direction moving forward for at least the next, well, we're actually not sure. Um, but to start out, the Blue Jackets face the Minnesota Wild on Friday. 
Um, and if you follow us on Twitter, you know that we have already made the declaration that we prefer the older Felino brother to his cracked out, dangerous younger brother. Who ultimately, um, after a pretty terrible hit in the third period, um, has taken Jakob Voracek out of the Blue Jackets lineup for, um, well, we're not really sure, day-to-day, um, but it was it was bad. It was probably one of the worst hits that I've seen, um, and unfortunately, nothing really came from it. Uh, he did not serve a penalty. He did get fined $5,000, but not really, like, in my mind enough. But, hey, what are you going to do? And it's one, of those, it's one of those things where, like, Boone Jenner does that. Like, it's somebody who doesn't have a track record of having done that. And so if you find him, okay, like, at least I can kind of understand that a little bit. But the fact of the matter is that Marcus Felino got suspended for doing this less than two months ago. I mean, it's not like this is something that he has not done before. Um, And it's Bush League, right? Like, it's just a pathetic way to try to make a hockey play. And what's even more mind-boggling to me is just the fact that he gets away with it during the game. Um, You know, Jakob Voracek's not somebody who tweets very often or often enough to have a verified social media account. So I think at first I was confused. But uh, it was him, Jakob Voracek, tweeting, yeah, there's no knee kneeing happening here. It's just a still shot of the play um, that very clearly shows Marcus Foligno uh, deliberately, you know, putting his, his leg where it need not be and, um, you know, hurting Jakob Voracek. I mean, really, we're lucky that he's only day-to-day, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, later in the period, you know, excuse me, this is an overtime, a similar situation happens to Patrick Laine and – it's not as egregious. It's not as bad. I mean, you could probably make the case that that was incidental, but just like for that to have happened like so quickly after, after the Marcus Foligno incident with Jakob Voracek, it was just such a pain. And thankfully, you know, Patty was able to play on Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights, but nevertheless, an interesting end of that game without a doubt. Yeah. And, you know, we ultimately end up winning three, two over Minnesota um, in a shootout, which is my least favorite thing about hockey, as you all know. Um, but I was literally like crossing all of my appendages and just hoping, because obviously, like, yeah, you want our guys to get it in, but most importantly, you want Elvis to stop um, every you know shot that comes his way. And thankfully, we prevailed. Um, doesn't happen a lot in shootouts for us, but it was, yeah, it was, there was some egregious things that happened in the Minnesota game. And like Jeremy just said, we ended up seeing an injured Jakob Borchek and injured Patrick Line. And then about 12 hours later, we all found out that Boone Jenner, um, our captain, uh, who I guess has been, he's had back issue, back issues in the past. Um, but has been dealing with a lower back injury for the last few weeks um, that got um, agitated in the Friday game against Minnesota, and he is now out week to week. So a big hit um, to kind of our core lineup with um, Voracek and Boone being out. But, you know, the Blue Jackets find a way when we didn't think they could. Against the Vegas. That's the thing about this team that just like is so perplexing is not the word. I think it's just a part of the culture because for this team, so often when you think that they're going to have an issue with, you know, calling guys up because you've got guys that are hurt or, or, you know, whatever's happening, you're like, well, this could be a rough stretch. I mean, and to be fair, like give credit where credit's due. I mean, a little bit of a rough patch for both teams, but Minnesota and Vegas are on paper pretty decent teams. And so you're, you're starting guys like Trey Fix-Wolanski, Brendan Gaunt, like good players in their own right, but they're not, they're not Boone Jenner. They're not Jakob Voracek. And you're hoping for the best. And this team just doesn't quit. Like this team just like refuses to quit. And one of the things that our special guest said 
on the show that you'll hear on Friday that's true is just like the math sucks for this team right now. Like the math is what makes this so hard and what, what makes it pretty much feel insurmountable. And, and it, and it probably like it is right. Like it, it probably is. And that doesn't stop this team from, from still wanting to fight and still trying to compete. And that's the part about this season that I think we all said we wanted to have happen. Like we, I think there are some people who, wanted this team to have just about as bad of a season as it could ever have had to, you know, tank for Shane Wright. There are people out there that thought that this team could compete for a playoff spot. And then there are the people that were kind of in the middle. Well, this team, I think has far away and exceeded everybody's, what this team has exceeded everybody's expectations at this point. And, and they're not stopping. Like they're not slowing down because of injuries. Yeah, and I think that speaks to all of the changes that have occurred, you know, essentially since last year's trade deadline. I mean, you the Blue Jackets really started to change after we traded away Nick Felino, traded away David Savard, Riley Nash, you know, made the changes over the summer with Cam Atkinson and Seth Jones. Like, it's, you know, it, we have been on this trajectory of, really changing over who makes up the blue jackets and what our identity looks like. And we still have a ways to go. Um, but we have, we have even by the numbers done better than anyone thought we were going to. And I think that that's an important attitude. And I think I talked about it preseason, how I didn't want, I didn't want the locker room to give up. You know, I wanted the locker room because that carries over too. Like it just, that mindset carries over and you can't rebuild if you're giving up on each other in the locker room. And so to see them still fighting and competing for each other um, and for the future of this team, like that's really important to see because the, even on terrible games, <laughs> you know, they still like come together and figure out what to do. And in, in situations like this, where you're facing the loss of the captain, you're facing the loss of your number one playmaker, like that's a huge hit to a struggling team. And they found a way. And not only did they find a way, but it enabled our rookie. Did you know he's only 18 years old? Um, to score his first career hat trick in a game where all odds were pointed against us. Cole Sillinger scores three goals last night um, against Vegas. And, like, we just made it happen when we needed it most. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's just, you. you're right. Like, just, like, the next man up attitude, whether that's, like, literally in in terms of, like, being caught up from Cleveland or in terms of, hey, you've been playing third-line minutes, fourth-line minutes. I'm going to really need you to start playing second-line, third-line minutes. And and these guys, I mean, they're, you could take it one or two ways, right? You could you could struggle to, to take advantage of that opportunity, or you could do exactly what – what Cole Sillinger did, and that was um, what Chandler Stevenson um, said the Vegas Golden Knights should do, and that was grab it by the nuts and move forward because uh, he did exactly that. I mean, it's just like I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves without actually like also talking about just how fire Zach Wierenski was in scoring that goal with mere seconds left against Minnesota. I mean – I know it's our least favorite way to watch hockey games and win hockey games is in the shootout, but to even be in that situation, I, I didn't think we we're going to get there. Like I thought it was a lost cause there at the end of the, at the end of the game. I mean, anytime you get down within the last minute, it just feels like uh, a lost cause, but, but this team for the second time in a, in really a recent period of time scores a last minute goal to either win the game or to extend the game. Well, and it was such, I mean, people were sort of debating back and forth about, the proper way to, cause you always want to see kind of like standing up for your man or retaliation in some way when someone like Jakob Vorchek or anyone really on your team takes a hit like Jake did. Um, and, you know, several of the players talked about it and Lars talked about it and, you know, the press wanted to know, well, 
Are you upset that they didn't go after, you know, Marcus Foligno? Like, are you upset that someone didn't start a fight? And they're like, he's like, no, I let them determine how they wanted to go about it. And they were retaliated by getting the puck in the back of the net and getting us into overtime. And, you know, a lot of them said, like, Sean Corrales, for instance, you know, he said that the proof is in the back of the net. The proof is that we wanted to keep fighting and we were going to keep fighting even when you tried to take away, you know, someone as crucial as Jakob Ortek. Um, And I think if you were to, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure if there had been more time in the game and then things weren't as close, Jake would have loved for, I don't know, Max Domi to spring on Marcus Foligno like a spider monkey. But like, you know, <laughs> I think if you asked him, he would be pretty okay um, with how his teammates decided to handle that. And I'm sure when we play Minnesota again in a few weeks, like there's going to be some uh, tough, some tough feelings towards Marcus Foligno. Um, so if he's not, cause he, he did another hit on another player in their next game after that too. So like he, I mean, he's treading a very thin line, uh, with some of his, his actions. So he may end up in Austin Matthews territory and get himself uh, a couple game suspension. Um, if he keeps going in the way that he did, but, um, any chance you get to talk about Austin Matthews being suspended, you're going to take, right? I've never been happier that they suspended him for two games. So. It was very deserved. Usually, like, I give you hell for your disdain toward Austin Matthews, just, like, for fun. But, yeah, that one, that one made sense. <laughs> yeah, he threw a fit and could have seriously uh, hurt that um, Sabres player. So, um, he deserves a two-game suspension. And if you haven't seen it, you can go look at the – um, really shady um, cross check that Austin Matthews did um, at the end of the Heritage Classic on Sunday. But um, so yeah, and I think again we speak to going back to the Blue Jackets, the the perseverance for Zach, um, and not even being in the arena, just like watching it on TV just the like excitement that was rolling off of that crowd when Zach tied up the game. Um, and then of course, you know, obviously you want to win in regulation. You want to win even more in the five minutes of overtime. Uh, but by the time you get to the shootout, you just like really want to win. <laughs> um, so thankfully uh, we were able to make that work and Elvis, uh, did a nice little celebration and it was a good time. It was. And I was not nervous going into Sunday's game, but like, as we said, injuries galore, you go into Sunday's game and you're just hoping for the best. Uh, you got Trey Fix-Wolanski's coming to the, back to the arena. Um, you know, he's got himself his, his chicken breast and his, his pasta with red sauce and white sauce and, and, Things are going well. Uh, and it, it just, you know, kind of going back to where Minnesota, it, the Jackets probably didn't deserve to win that game for, for the most part, right? Like, I mean, like they were outplayed for a lot of the game, outchanced, all that kind of deal. That's not the case on Sunday. Um, on Sunday, they definitely outchanced Vegas. They outplayed Vegas. And Vegas is a team right now that's like fighting for their playoff lives. So it's not only not only that, but it's like they this is a desperate team, and, and so oh, and they were they were looking pretty desperate too. Like yeah, and I mean Patrick Line he gets the first goal. He does what he does best. He ties Boone Jenner for the lead in in you know goals on the team, and that's going to become an interesting battle between unfortunately probably Oliver Bjorkstrand and Patrick Line because I believe. Does Ollie have 21 or 22 goals? 22. Yes, I mean, Patty's got 23. Ollie's got 22. Uh, Patty is tied with Boone at 23. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, – I'm rooting for Bjorky to get up to, to 30 goals. We'll see how it goes. I think he can do it. I think Patty can do it. But, yeah, I mean, this team scores, makes it one – one uh, makes it one nothing. Um and then, oh no, excuse me. 
Vegas scores. No, we score first, then Vegas scores. The way that Money Puck has this listed is just strange. Um, so we take the lead. Vegas scores pretty quick <laughs> and takes they away do. the lead. And it's one of those things, right, where, like, you you could feel this team, like, it has a choice, right? Like, it can give in and things can start to get ugly after having the momentum and losing it. Or, alternatively, they could turn it on and then Vegas scored and made it 2-1. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's yeah, be and- one of those. Well, and the, of course, the Vegas social media team was trying to be uh, pretty clever. And uh, if you were at all paying attention to sports last night in the middle of uh, all the other things, uh, Tom Brady decides to come out of retirement 40 days after he retired. And so they were like, the Blue Jackets lead uh, lasted less uh lasted less than tom brady's retirement or something did like that that's really sweet that i missed that they did yes oh my but you know what we uh we prevailed because by the end of that period we had regained the lead um and both uh cole cylinder got his first goal of the night followed very quickly uh less than a minute by Oliver Bjorkstrand getting his first of the night, and we end the first period up 3-2. Yeah, I mean, that changed the entire complexion of me, right? Like, to to regain the lead going into that uh, intermission was huge, because I think it's the difference, and it's what we've talked about before, where it's like, when you outplay a team, uh, which the Blue Jackets did in that first period, uh, you know, they almost had two expected goals to, to Vegas's, you know, 0. 0.6. I mean, on five on five, like they were out playing Vegas the entire first period. But it's that kind of game where, like, because Vegas capitalized on some of their chances, you go into the intermission tied 2 2, you're basically starting out a whole brand new hockey game in the second period. And uh, we've been to Blue Jackets games where second periods have not been our friend. Uh, and you would probably be right to be nervous going into a second period. But the Blue Jackets did a lot to ease our nerves pretty quickly going into the second period uh, and yeah, <laughs> figured things out, um, you know, just about a couple minutes into the period. Um, and Cole Cylinder, he scores uh, and makes it a 4-2 hockey game. And then, um, and yeah, I mean, it's just then cylinder again it's a cylinder show it's a cylinder story that's that's all this game is to me is it's just all about cole it is yes by um by almost just a little above halfway through the period cole gets his third goal of the evening officially his first hat trick of his nhl career he's actually now uh tied his dad um in hat tricks because his dad only mike only had one hat trick but they said on the broadcast last night, Mike's hat trick actually came in the playoffs. So he never had a regular, like a regular season um, hat trick. And again, if you weren't aware, Cole's only 18. So I think he might have a few more hat tricks coming his way um, over the course of his career. But for now he is tied with his dad. Um, and, you know, that's a huge, it was such a like, huge motivator for the team after Cole got his hat trick. Cause you never want to be in a circumstance, especially when it's your first hat trick and he's such a young kid. I think the team really rallied around him and was like, we cannot let his first hat trick be in a game that we lost. Like, so we have to keep. And even, even still like he tried, I was surprised we didn't end up seeing a fourth goal from Cole Cylinder last night because he was like determined. Um, and Max and- Domi was willing to feed him whenever he could, too. Like, that's the other part. Well, yeah. Like, not only was Cole playing playing determined hockey, but like Max Domi made it his mission. He was like, We're just going to get you as many goals as you can get, kid. Like, that's like, he was just feeding him all night long. I mean, Max is integral to that, to that game. Um, Correct. And he like, I almost think Max is like pushing off his, his a hundredth goal on purpose because he's just had so many assists um, in the last few games. Like I want to say that he's had six assists in the last seven games or something like that last night. Like you said, he's a key component of, of Cole's success for sure. Um, 
So you're like, it's okay, man. Like you can get, you can get a goal yourself. Like, it's great that you're trying to fill in for, for Jake, but we need you to, <laughs> you can also get a goal if you want. Um, but no, Vegas comes back and gets another, um, another goal towards the end of the third period. Um, actually not really towards the end, kind of shortly after, um, Cole's hat trick. Um, does that make it? I'm bad at math. Uh, five, three, five, three to end the second yes. period. Yeah. And again, like you feel really good about that. Uh, the Jackets continue. I mean, like like you said, like just chance after chance going into the end of the second period, and they just can't capitalize. But then, I mean, on what's pretty much like the most surefire thing I've ever seen before, um, just a couple of minutes into the third period, uh, Jack Eichel, you've probably heard of him, um, scored to make it 5-4. And then I think like it's early enough in the third period, there's 17 minutes left in the hockey game, you're like, oh, this is – this is far from over. I mean, you've got a team that, again, is playing desperate hockey. They've got almost an entire period of hockey to get another goal. This is a team that has really good offensive firepower. You think that they're going to do it, uh, but it just it just doesn't come for them. It just doesn't come, and the Jackets are able to, to tally on an empty netter toward the end of the game, and they make it 6-4. And, and, you know, all of this, I mean, you look at these opportunities. I mean, the Blue Jackets had a shot with 14, 17 left in the game. And then they had a shot. Uh, they almost went 10 minutes without a shot. <laughs> well, they also went those 10 minutes with, um, I want to say two, if not three. Oh, penalty oh, kills. Two. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't stay out of the box. I mean, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a sign again of like just how young, this team is where like penalties are really in at least in the last week or so penalties have really uh, been a main factor in whether or not we win or lose a game. Um, we have some uh, repeat offenders who need to get their shit together. I was about to um, say one of the repeat offenders is not young. Who? <laughs> Sean Crowley. Oh, I think he's young cause he's new, but um, but yes, we have, we have some repeat offenders in Sean Corrali and in Vladislav Gavrikov, um, who just seem to take penalties at the least convenient time possible. Um, yeah, really but do. thankfully penalty kill has been pretty solid, um, as of late and we're able to hold them off, but it's those kinds of things against, you know, you, you do that against the wrong type of team and, you know, that lead is blown, that this game is completely different. Um, but, you know, things to work on, things to improve upon, things to work on in practice. And, you know, thank, thank goodness it, you know, works out on our end. And, yeah, 6 four win against the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Sean Crowley – this is his sixth season in the league. He currently, even before the end of the season, uh, has set a personal record for penalty minutes and had eight penalty minutes this weekend. Took four penalties this weekend. I mean, it's just bad. Like, it's just like, you can't do that. Like, it's just a rough weekend for him. And all of that goes to say, like, though, like, he's great. Like he's been a really welcome addition to the team. It's just in those moments, like he's the person we need to not be doing that, especially when you're missing guys like Boone. And especially when you consider the fact that Sean Crowley is maybe our best penalty killer. Like he's, he's up there. Like he's definitely one of the best. And so. Well, and Gavrikov too. I mean, Gavrikov plays a huge role in, on the PK and to have either one of them (laughs) in the box is really like. Guys. Can you not? Um, but yeah, it's it's been an exciting couple of days. Interesting to see the different line arrangements that Lars um, decided that Lars needed to throw together in order to <laughs> fill these very huge holes in our lineup. Yeah. Um, and I'll say that I think they worked. I, I think like if you look at the Vegas game, I mean – what, what I would consider to be your top two lines when, I mean, you obviously have, 
the line that like got the most attention during that game, um, which of course was Domi, Cylinder, and Bjorkstrand. But uh, even even Lionel Rossovic and Nyquist, they looked good. I mean, you look at their expected goals for versus expected goals against when they're on the ice. I mean, they were they're playing really well. And on the other hand, I've never seen this before, but Robinson, Crowley, and Chinikov played seven minutes together, had actually zero expected goals. Like I, that means that they didn't have a single shot. <laughs> <laughs> the seven minutes that they played together and uh they were expected to give up about 0.6 goals so i mean some lines work some lines meh, which is surprising because that line is a line that's worked before this year i mean that line is not a new line yeah i just think circumstances wise and you know kind of where we're finding i just i just don't think that that was the the ideal combination but like at least we're finding our way like three quarters of the, the time. Um, and that fourth pesky line just sort of some days it works and some days it doesn't. You just hope it's not the detriment of the game. So. Yeah. And um, you know what sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Um, DraftKings. Well, DraftKings always works. <laughs> DraftKings is great. Um, but what sometimes works and sometimes doesn't is the bets that I make on DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, <laughs> look at you, Cole, uh, and big wins. And as the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to like the lamp. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we haven't done this in a while. So I don't know who's supposed to go first. Oh, are we doing three stars? Yeah, we are. I like just putting you on the spot to think about this. I'm probably going to need to go first, right? Yeah, you yeah. are. <laughs> I just needed to make sure. Um, well, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who the, the first one is going to be. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at both of these games. I mean, gosh, it's just so hard to choose. Because my third star, I'm probably going to say, oh, this is hard. I'm going to say my third star is Igor Chinikov. I not only having uh, the goal to, to start the scoring for the Blue Jackets on Friday against the Wild, but then also to have the shootout game winner, um, you know, great for the kid. I was between him and Zach, I was, and that was tough. Um, I think next, you got I mean, don't you have to go – You have to go with Ollie. Like, and that's hard because I want to say Max because Max was just so good. But Oliver had four points on, on Sunday. Like, I can't ignore that. Like, I can't not show him love. I mean, maybe if you're going to bump anybody, you can bump Chinny for Max. But you have to show Ollie love. I mean, he played lights out. I mean, his, his pass on Cole's first goal, are you kidding me? Are you serious? I mean, it was just foul. Um, Oliver just continues to impress. I mean, a four-point night. I think it's the second time this season he's had a four-point night. It's just he's going to be so – like, once he has, like, a pretty, like, stable role in this franchise, he's going to be so good. <laughs> he's just going to be so good. Right now he currently leads the team in points. He's got 45. Um, just an absolute animal. But uh, my third – or first star, it's number 34. It's Cole Sillinger. Um, you know, the first 18-year-old uh, since Nikita Filatov for the Columbus Blue Jackets to score a hat trick while wearing a Blue Jackets jersey. Um, there's another man by the name of Patrick Line who had a hat trick of hat tricks <laughs> in his first NHL season. He, uh, he had three as an 18-year-old, which is just absolutely – it's lunacy. Um, so it's like what Max said during his post postgame uh, – Cole's got some work to do to catch up to Patty, but 
nevertheless, just such an impressive feat by Cole, somebody who probably, you know, you can make the argument that people probably thought he wasn't going to make the team at the start of the year, and that's fair. Uh, but here he is. I mean, we were having conversations about whether or not the Jackets would send him back down to the WHL after after 10 games, and now that just sounds silly to even think of. That was an accident. Um, <laughs> it just sounds ludicrous to say, but yeah, my guy Cole Cylinder is my number one. Well, I'd love to say that I'm like super different, but I think the only thing I'm going to do is truly give Max the love that he deserves and tie second star um, with him and Oliver uh, because they've just both been such staples in the last few games. And Max, I mean, who knows how long we'll see him in a blue jacket sweater, but um, you know, he's just really taken a hold of this sort of veteran guy in the room attitude. And like, even his post about Cole's hat trick, you know, referring to him as his little brother and, you know, just being so proud to see these kinds of moments happen for, um, the guys in his room, like he's just really taken on, you know, fully this, this veteran perspective and, you know, tying obviously Z for the, the third star, he's improved. He was struggling there for a couple of games and he's really come in clutch the last um, few games. And Oliver, I mean, we're encroaching upon Oliver having fingers crossed a 30 goal season. Um, and again, being that very much so lead by example leader on this team um, and has come in very clutch since us losing um, Boone and Jake Vorchek. So, and then, I mean, how can you not? Cole Cylinder, number 34. Again, did you know he's 18 years old? Um, <laughs> getting his first, I, I'm annoying myself now, um, getting his first NHL hat trick. Um, and yeah, just to see his reaction, see, you know, his dad was like texting with Jeff Rimmer, like during the game, just to give like reactionary um, feedback. So it's, you know, it's a big, it's a big day for, for the franchise and for Cole. I mean, hopefully Cole is as much of the future of this team as we're all hoping that he will be. So this is the first of many, um, you know, hopefully for, for Mr. Sillinger. Yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt. I don't know how Jeff Rimmer calls a hockey game and checks his phone at the same time. Um, I can't really even do that while we podcast. So kudos to him, I suppose. But, yeah, it's just – what a weekend for the Blue Jackets. And now we're going into the trade deadline. After all that, I mean, we're 12-6-2 in our last 18 games. Um, that's not how that math works. That's 20 games. Um, in our last 20 games, which is, I mean, impressive. I think it was 6-5-2 and two against teams that are currently in playoff spots. So, I mean, <laughs> this team is playing well. And, and I don't know that if you would have asked anybody that – at the start of the season, if a team with, you know, Cole Cylinder and Trey Fixolansky and Igor Chinnikov and Jake Bean and if all these players, all these young, young players on this team, if this team would be performing this way, I don't think many people would say they would. And so I think that that's something we can hang our hats on right now as Blue Jackets fans, regardless of how this trade deadline goes and regardless of how the rest of the season finishes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I love that we, I, I just love that we we found it again. There was just such a long stretch of time between December and like January where I just wasn't sure if uh, they were going to find it again. But it's fun. It's fun that they did. And regardless, you know, we talk a little bit about this in our special episode on Friday, but like Regardless, it's it's fun to see them just keep pushing. So be honest, you thought they lost it again after the Islanders game because I said I totally did. Oh yeah, no, that was a hard. Yeah. That one hurt, like physically hurt. 
That was a bad hockey game. That was a really, really bad hockey game. <laughs> I wasn't even sure why we were there. I think after the first period, we could have just been like, thanks for having us. Well, and then we didn't even talk about the like added amount of drama. The fact that the Blue Jackets airplane broke down on the, on the tarmac, uh-huh. trying to fly the team home on Thursday night. And they actually didn't get back to Columbus until noon on Friday. Um, and so we were very prepared for nothing but a herd of zombies to come out, um, for the Minnesota game and the zombie moments were there, but we rallied, (laughs) but you know, it's just those added things that you don't think about. Like, cause my God, I don't even want to be the person that had to figure out where the hell they were going to sleep. Like when they figured out that the plane wasn't taking off, (laughs) like, are we all just sleeping on the plane? <laughs> They're like, put it on the card. Put it on the company card. <laughs> um, you know, just all, all of those sort of factors that played into everything. And, you know, it's it's fun. I, I believe that Jakob Vorchek says it best. It's fun to win. Fun to win hockey games. So, um, but small shout out, too, to the improvement of Igor Chinagov's English. Yeah, his his cappy speech was uh, pretty good. Well, yes, for he got the cappy on Friday, and then he got to give it to his bestie last night, and he called him the hat trick. He called him either the hat trick guy or the hat trick kid. Um, but yeah, he's getting so much better in English. Yeah, his so English is definitely me. improving. Yeah, and hopefully the Blue Jackets uh, take all of that improvement and they bring it into uh, the next two games. Well, actually three games. we got to talk about the three games because we won't be releasing a content, like a game content episode on Friday. So the Jackets have got back-to-back against Ottawa and Washington. Uh, ooh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What? I bet you Ottawa's the last time we see Jonas Corposalo start a game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, God. Right? I mean, I don't see them starting. I mean, like, unless they think that they can, like, milk a couple good performances out of him, you have to start him in one of these back-to-backs, right? So I'm assuming you probably start him against Ottawa because you want him to, I mean, like, Let's face it, like, he's got a better chance at performing well against Ottawa than he does against Washington. Yeah. And then do you play him on on Saturday against St. Louis if you haven't traded him yet, or is that Elvis again? I think I think if you're if you're trying to get him if you're trying to get him out by the twenty first at five o'clock or three o'clock. Um it's five o'clock somewhere true in the middle of the atlantic ocean um which probably seems a lot nicer than columbus and grand Rapids. probably um but yeah if you're if you're trying to get him out on monday at three by monday on three at three o'clock then i wouldn't play him against st louis the risk is too high that he could get injured and so yeah i, I think you're probably right either wednesday or Thursday is the last time that we'll see Jonas Corposalo in a Blue Jackets jersey. Wow. Are you okay? No, now I'm sad. Sorry. Sorry. But it's probably true, right? Like, I, I expect at least a split there and then probably Elvis on Saturday. You know, when you're chasing Washington, that game obviously matters a lot. But I think like we've talked about, like the math is just so hard. That game is going to matter. Like don't get me wrong. Like the team is going to play like that game matters because it does. But I mean, they all do until you tell them that they don't anymore. But the fact of the matter is that it'll be interesting to see how this team plays against Washington. Yeah. I mean, obviously like you got to hope that we rise to the occasion when we play Ottawa, but like, yeah, Washington and St. Louis um, are both sort of crucial crucial points for us and you know, you just want them to keep you want them to keep having fun and that's the important part. 
So I think when when we have fun, they do much better. Um, so hopefully having these sort of two days of rest, they were completely off today. They didn't practice or anything. They will practice tomorrow before they fly to Ottawa. But, um, you know, Elvis casually went to a movie. Like they just kind of needed, <laughs> they just kind of needed like a, a day, you know, just like a sweatpants. Yeah. Well, and our special day. guest, our special guest today told us that today was a very light day, and so is tomorrow. So, yes, they did tell us that. So good for the team to get some rest. They deserve it. But um, we'll get some rest because we're not going to record another episode until after the trade deadline. Just crazy. Maybe we're going to get traded. <laughs> Yeah, if they're just gonna trade us off our own show. Maybe they're putting us on the on the bench for the rest of the week so that way we don't pull anything and that way we, our trade value is still high. No, I also just think it's you going on a much needed weekend extended long weekend getaway and me becoming an aunt again. How on many Thursday. how many nibblings do you have? Uh that's a good question. Um Officially, like blood related, nine. Unofficially, meaning like my best friend's kids. You might want to talk about something while I'm doing math. Wait, you have nine blood related nephews and nieces? Uh huh. Well, oh, yeah, I feel like marriage is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, but now I'm there. I'm there now. But it's high. It's like it's up there. Um, but this is my um my best friend Brittany and her husband. I've known Brittany since we were six, so we're essentially related. Um I was the maid of honor in her wedding, uh and I'm the aunt to her uh first child, little baby Owen, who is two. And so they are having a little girl on Thursday. She's going to be a little St. Patrick's Day baby. Wow. Green will be her favorite color. Well, which is weird because her name is a color. So. Oh. Yeah, her name is Violet. I figured. I was going to be a smart ass to be like, is her name like Chartreuse? Emerald. No, because even Emerald, like, is not, like, too... All I can think of is, like, Emerald Lagasse when you say that. I know that's not literally his name, but it kind of sounds like it. Yes. Um, but no, little baby Violet will be here on Thursday. Seafoam green. Start naming <laughs> start naming children like Elon Musk and Grimes. No, thank you. We're okay. <laughs> um, best of luck, Brittany. Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be exciting times. And you're going to go to Chicago, so. It's going to be so good. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to, to watch what's going on. Um, I'm supposed to have a meeting with my boss on Monday from uh, 1 to 2.30, and I'm trying desperately to figure out how I can get out of it so I can follow along with the NHL trade deadline because that will be a stressor <laughs> for me. And for you, probably. Like, let's be honest. Like, me, your emotional support. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to work from home that day. Yeah, 100%. No. Let me know if you need the ESPN Plus login. <laughs> Will do. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, shout out to the hockey guys. I, we talked about it on our last episode, but they made Columbus one of the stops on their spring break hockey tour. Because um, why would you not go to Columbus, Ohio on your spring break? Oh, wait, I did. You did, actually. Um, and yeah, big ups to everyone at the Blue Jackets. Uh showed those guys a good time. I think that they also showed Columbus a lot of love. Um, and if you don't follow them on TikTok or Instagram, you definitely should. They've put up a lot of great Columbus-related content. So helping us make, helping us look like a big hockey town as opposed to a little hockey town. Um, and I think they're besties with Stinger now. So, like, it's pretty exciting. Can we be besties with Stinger? We're trying. I actually would rather be besties with, with Boomer. Again, I don't think that you're going to get that satisfaction. That's just so messed up. 
I miss him. I know it hurts you, but I just don't think it's in the cards. Legally. Darn. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Subjectively Speaking. Um, Laura, tell the good folks where they can find us. Yeah, you can find us on social media. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. Follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. You can check out our website, SubjectivelySpeaking.com. If you want some super cool merch, um, you can check out our website. It is SubjectivelySpeaking.Threadless.com. I just sent out <laughs> a few shirts to some contest winners. So our merch is still super cute. I verified that today. So go and get yourself some. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Um, again, if you are on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, hit that five-star rating. Let us know what you think. It helps us get noticed and helps us build this little hockey community that we love. If you don't get us to 45 by the end of the week, we're canceling the show. Oh, wow. That's, that's just, not yeah, in that's the meeting. Just, that's just the rules. That's just what we're doing now. <laughs> we're just going to have to start threatening to cancel the show um, to really get the motivation. It's, it's Isn't that negative reinforcement? Is that what that's called? I believe so, yes. Yeah, negative reinforcement. But uh, until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, please stay well, take care of yourself, take care of one another. Uh, and uh, you're going to get a trade deadline special from us on Friday. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure you check that out, share that everywhere you can on social media. And hopefully by the time we talk to you next Monday, um, well, next Tuesday, we'll record next Monday. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to have the trade deadline to recap. We're going to have three hockey games to recap. So you're not going to want to miss that episode either. So a lot of fun subjectively speaking content coming your way. A lot of fun Blue Jacket stuff happening. Uh, and we can't wait to talk to you all about it soon. Bye.